it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, a dramatic reading from Dabo Sweeney and Tyler. You make $11.5 million a year. That's second in college football, if I'm not mistaken. I'm curious why that salary has led to a 4-4 and record. And I know we're going to talk about just being a couple plays away from undefeated and all that. And I know you're a man of religion. I'm a big fan, coach. Before you categorize me as being in the 1.5%, I was going to Clemson games and my entire family, going back generations, has been going to Clemson games when you're in commercial real estate. So I'm not going to accept being in that 1.5%. And I respect the fact that you're a man of faith, and I'm curious if you've ever read Proverbs 16.18, which talks about pride come before the fall. I was in the military, and I was overseas for the big run, and so I couldn't watch all the games. I tried my best, but... I always watched press conferences just for life advice, and I appreciated all that. Something, something changed after 2018. You're humble, you're hungry and everything, and I always told people, man, Dabo, just listen to his press conferences. But after that 2018 national title, something changed. And there seems to be a lot of arrogance that came in. There were a lot of friends and family. Three of the ten on-the-field football coaches are external, experienced hires. And everyone else is an internal hire that had no experience before or was a former player or friend. So I'm curious, why are we paying you $11.5 million to go four and four 
And it's not just this year. It's been, as you know, just the refusal to accept. Hey, Tyler. I've listened to enough of you, Tyler. Listen. You can have all your opinions that you want. I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. But let me tell you something. We won 11 games last year. And you're part of the problem, to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that all you do. The appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation. And that's the problem. And so we've won 12, 10 plus win seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why Clemson ain't sniffed a national championship for 35 years, we've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that, Georgia and Alabama, okay? Is this a bad year? Yeah, and it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want, and you can apply for the job. And good luck to you, all right? But to answer your question, we're second in draft picks. We've graduated 98% of our guys. We're second in wins, all right? If you want to know why, again, I'm telling you, we're not perfect. Did Frank Howard never have a bad year? Coach Ford never have a bad year? Coach K never had a bad year in, in basketball? People have a bad year. But the part of the problem is the appreciation. I used to tell people all the time. They'd say, what's the difference in Clemson? Let me tell you. At some places, there's an expectation. But at Clemson, there's an appreciation. And what's happened to Clemson is we've won so much that even it used to be the funds and the winning. Now, even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. People like you, when I hired Tony Elliott to be the offensive coordinator who never called play in his life, I'm sure you were critical then, all right? And he took us to two national championships. People like you who just love to destroy people with your comments. I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. I'm sure you let a bunch of people. I'm sure you do your job. So to answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this frickin' business, all right? And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't gonna let some smart-ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you've got a problem with it, I don't care, all right? I work for the board of trustees, the president, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they gotta do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation. It's not just winning. It's how you win. This is a tough year. But we've had 12 10-plus win seasons in a row. 12. We lost to Tennessee last year. They won 11 games for the first time in like 20 years. We've had 8 11-win seasons in 11 years or whatever. We've won two national championships. Clemson went 35 years, all right, probably since before you were born your whole freaking life. And we've won two in seven years. And we earned it. And we beat the best of the best to do it. The best of the best. 12, 10 plus win seasons. So if you want to know why, that's why. Am I perfect? No. I'm far from it. And I am a man of faith. Absolutely. All right. I'm 53 years old. And there ain't one thing in my life. I've been part of failure many times. But there ain't one thing in my life that I've ever failed at, Tyler. Never. Ever. I wanted to get an education. I got two degrees. I wanted to be the first college graduate in my family. I did it. I wanted to go play football at Alabama. I learned a scholarship letter three years, worked my ass off, won a national championship. I wanted to get into coaching. I worked my way into being a head coach. And when I got this job, I'm sure you didn't want me to get this job, all right? And 15 years later, I'm still here. 
And I say the results are what they are, and I stand on them. So you don't ever have to call back. I wanted to get married. I've been married for going on 30 years. I wanted to be a father. I've raised three great sons. If you don't like how I run the program, don't be a fan. I don't care. But I'm the head coach, and I'm going to do what I believe is right for the long term of this program, what's best for the players, and what I think is best for the moment. If you got a problem with that, that's fine. But I'm not going to sit here and let you call. I don't give a crap how much money I make. You ain't going to talk to me like I'm 12 years old. Got to be freaking kidding me. The rant ended, and the host, Don Munson, just said, Amen. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I had not not read that, so so, sorry about the stumble. I started drooling uncontrollably in the middle of that for some reason. So did Debo. What you have heard is a dramatic recreation of Debo Swinney, coach of the Clemson Tigers football program's answer to caller Tyler from last night's Clemson call in show Monday Monday night yes Monday October the 30th um, pre Halloween or I don't know what uh, evangelicals call it I'm sure it has some name like the Lord's night um, that would it be Trunk or Treats sorry. Eve or yeah. Fall Fest you have, Eve. You have Jason here. Why aren't you asking Harvest him? Fest this was waiting Eve for him to come in. So Harvest it actually Party is Devil's Eve Night. Or, uh, there, fall Festive Fall was one I learned about. Mm-hmm. As in okay. the sec, the vol is fall. So Fall oh, Festive Fall Eve. That's deep. That's, yeah. Yeah, that was what Davo was celebrating. It is not what he was also celebrating was the ability to get one off. Tyler. Tyler. So so that's the first thing. Holly, that that second Tyler you just delivered, that's exactly how he said it. There's actually Tyler. a point where he he, elong, he elongates and he goes, Tyler. <laughs> that man has seen Dixie Carter's monologue <laughs> against... That is- Against Marjorie in the dressing room of the Miss Georgia pageant. Yeah. And he, this may be the only thing we have in common, but he has taken it to heart as a foundational text. This is very much the night the lights went out in Georgia. At Monologue. At what point do you think everyone involved with this radio show was like, oh, he's going to, he's going to keep talking. I, well, I would have, myself, I would have appreciated the opportunity for a bathroom group. So I think I'm grateful <laughs> to coach at this time. Just personally. Yeah. Uh, this was, there is so much here. It is what the academics would call a rich text. Uh, one where. Yeah, it's rich. It makes it, 11 and a half million dollars. To go four and four. First of all, I want to salute the fact that we have all of these guys who make $10, $11 million a year to coach football, and once a week, they have to show up at a sports bar somewhere a half a mile from their office, strap on a headset, and talk to guys named Tyler and Pee Wee about why the team ain't doing what they want it to do. That is the best thing in the world. It is so... like. It, there are a lot of messed up things about the way this sport allocates resources and power, but one of the funniest and most equitable things is that the guys in charge of the football teams have to show up, and any fucking yahoo in the world can pick up a phone and be like, hey, I was in my car, and I got real mad thinking about losing to Wake Forest. <laughs> Love it. You could just cut a promo on the dude, and he's got to sit there and go, 
Breed Deep, there's a car dealership at the end of this. Breed Deep, there's a car dealership at the <laughs> end of this. And he's got to do this. Some of these coaches don't do them in radio studios. Some of them do them like live from wing places. Oh, Nick yeah, like Saban a, like does it live from a sports bar. Yeah. I, I want to make it clear. like They, they do this because they want to do it. Because like, if they don't want to do it, it doesn't happen. Chris Peterson at Washington, entirely pre-recorded, no fan interaction whatsoever. Uh, Kirby <laughs> right now, Kirby might be taking calls now. But when I know when Rick was on his way out, had he stayed another year, they were done with the calls. Why do I know this? Because I was working the call-in show mm. when the fan called and Abraham from Bethlehem asked why, <laughs> um, why we were playing on the beach instead of uh, getting ready for a bowl game. Uh, the, Abraham in one of the from eight Bethlehem. What would seasons. you know about sand? <laughs> So like That's the, the I, I they set themselves up for this shit. Like I don't want to give them I don't want them to appear I don't want any pity for them that they have to go out and do these shows. They absolutely choose to do them because all the agents for the ones that don't do it are the agents for the ones that do and they still decide to go out and do it. Chris, Especially the, yeah, the, motherfuckers like Dabo. He Chris loves Peterson, this shit. Chris Peterson not wanting to do it is the best. Just that they were like, so on the issue of calls no Nope. No. Nope. Like, imagine arguing with Chris Peterson. It's like arguing with a cinder block. Yeah. Yeah. He's you be yell like, all you want. Yeah. I appreciate your opinion. Next call. That's more than you're getting from the cinder right. block. Yeah. Like all these guys um, believe they're incredible at working a room, and they would love nothing more than the chance just to show off that skill. <laughs> well, like, all right. Just to give you by contrast, in a year of some difficulty, but definitely not as. A, high a degree of difficulty okay and certainly with better outcomes nick saban when a guy literally named peewee earlier this season called in all right of a guy who at all times i guess during the history of the nick saban call-in show has had an issue and brought it directly to coach saban through the foghorn of the people's opinion the call-in show when peewee was there he goes well hey coach it's peewee and nick goes Oh man, Pee Wee! I'm so glad you called in. We got we can't block. We can't do it. <laughs> it was yeah. It, it, it's I, incredible. I needed, I needed the wisdom of Pee Wee. Thank God it's here. Yeah. Teach us your ways, Pee Wee. Sabin playing like, along. And Sabin's doing this in advanced jujitsu because, as, as Spencer said a minute ago, he does this in a crowded restaurant, so you can't even make faces into the microphone while you're talking. You have to do. Uh, you have to perform for a live audience and for a radio audience simultaneously. I, my theory, and it's just a theory at this point, is that this wasn't really about Tyler from Spartanburg. Nope. You think? Nope. This is, and maybe this is the other reason why they do these radio shows. Everything Dabo said is some shit that he can't say to a booster who's also being mean to him. Behind closed doors. This who is also Godfrey's mantra that whenever a coach is talking to the media, he's talking to his team. Yes. And in this case, he's talking to the rich people who won't leave him alone about about one bad year. And this is what he really wants to say to them. But he can't tell a mega booster, well, don't be a fan. Will you apply for the job? Well, I don't care. <laughs> like, you can't say that to the money men. You can say it to faceless Tyler from Spartanburg. That's... The brain genius. Tyler may have had a face when he started. That's the giant brain genius angle. And Ryan, I think you're like 60% right. Okay. Because, okay. That's this, for me, that's a huge win on the show. No, so. I do. Because. Spencer thinks you're 60% right in something involving interpersonal relations. 
you might as well ask Voyager one, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This thing has the computational power, emotionally speaking, of a TI calculator from 1988. Let's see what it thinks. Um, I think you're mostly right, but there's points at this, like, and Andy Staples, um, who like generally like if he's talking about a coach or get something, he's like, I'm kind of on Team Dabo here. I think like I don't know if you have to take sides. You don't have to defend either Tyler or Dabo here, but he did kind of come back after the initial quotes, which were really negative sounding. Uh, out of this came through and was like, I'm kind of on Team Dabo because if you hear the whole thing in context, like there's a lot of valid points. True, agree, fully granted. However. There's like 40% of this that's clearly a dude just off his ass. There's clearly 40% of this that is a guy having a real bad time, okay? It's when he goes off the rails and wanders badly, right? Uh, for, I want to get married. For, My mom said it. I was too young. Because, all right, we are we are on like in total banger territory, okay, in terms of the recitation of the resume and in terms of speaking yes to that booster who he just badly wants to tell to kiss his ass. Um, Devil said ass here, by the way. That's Twice. yeah, that's yeah, that's that's deeply unchristlike. That is deeply, uh, I think, offended and affected. I don't know if it's unchristlike. It's undabo like. It's not yes, it's undabo's version of Christlike. Yes, <laughs> Jesus yes. said all sorts of mean shit. <laughs> This is this is not flipping over the moneylenders tables. It's finding somebody outside well, no, why and would Dabo flipping flip his, his table because that. the moneylender is is funding yeah. your program. That <laughs> yeah. Why, I'm would, here to why tell would Dabo you, flip his best friend's tables? That is what set him off. Mentioning the money mm-hmm. twice, he is sensitive Correct. about how much money he makes. We have known this for years. He really uh, does ha- not. He want brought this upon this. himself, not by making a lot of money. He makes uh, market value. He's a two-time national champion. Um, but because, uh, you know, it is very easy to read him as completely tone deaf, the shit he said about athletes getting comp- compensation. Um, nobody would be stupid enough to not realize how it sounds when he says that while making $11 million a year. And he's been asked about it many, 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 many times about how much money he makes and how bad it looks for him to say the shit he says. He is fully aware. Um, so, like, his also, salary is a hot button for him. Like, if if you wanted to set him off, this would be the perfect way to do it. I am one thousand percent on Team Tyler here. Like, like he makes he makes that much money. Better be perfect. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. if he loses a game, it, well, I guess he makes too much money. Uh, that is one thing that touched him off. The other thing that really like because he goes through a pretty solid you know recitation of uh the achievements right like 12 games 10 plus seasons 12 years 10 plus seasons in a row right uh, he goes as far as to be like you know hey y'all pores ain't one shit without me like that's literally what he does he's like <laughs> with it with the unnecessary shot in tennessee buried in there uh-huh. too. yeah no 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 just throwing that in there because again i again i think at one point ryan this is very focused and then suddenly he's like you know when Richard Pryor talks about shooting a car and he goes, "Well, I shot the other tire because it got good to me." That's that's what he does. He's just grabbing things and and throwing stuff off of the the balcony. They said I couldn't make any babies, and I made several. <laughs> yes, good ones, three good ones. What this other? I just realized what else this speech is pulling from, and this may be a deeper cut. But this is the excuse me, officer. He's my dad. Speech from Troop Beverly Hills. Yes. Mm. And at the end, she finishes delivering her dad's resume, and she turns to her father and goes, "Now, Daddy, shake the man's hand and let's be on our way." I, the other point the whole, that Tyler yeah, raises sorry, here is about like um, 
Dabo's stubbornness about, you know, not changing with the times, you know, uh, is, is very clear. It's, it's very clear that this season could have gone better had he made use of the transfer portal that everyone else in college football is using. But uh, Dabo believed that the Dabo system was too good and doesn't need it. Right. And that's sort of a thing that Tyler is uh, is is like talking around and talking his way toward. And like that mention of, you know, um, the refusal to accept. That's the last thing Tyler got out before Dabo went off and like the reference to pride coming before a fall. Yeah, it, it's it's pride. It's pride in the Dabo method. I don't need players from elsewhere. Um, I'm I'm the one who, you know, I, I'm the one who has figured out college football in a way no one else has. Uh, and it's it's me, my system. And like everyone else is just uh, slapping together scraps. The other thing that sets him off is the accusations that nobody on the coaching staff has experience outside Clemson, which also really sets him off. In fact, you can go back and you can look. That's where he starts to say, I'm sure you're a good person. That's when he mentions um, that's when he mentions uh, hiring Tony, Tony Elliott, Elliott. Yeah. right? That's when things really start to get off because that gets to, hey, Dabo, you're hiring a bunch of flunkies. You're hiring a bunch of dudes who've only been in your program, uh, which isn't exactly true. They hired an outside offensive coordinator, but albeit after what? After years of struggle on that front, they finally and, and may or may not be letting him run his offense. Who's to say? Correct, mm-hmm. correct. There's there's some mystery about that as well. But Is mystery, the word. A- ambiguity like a child's mystery yes yeah, okay like yeah. Yeah, like, like, like your monster at the end of this book like you're putting your hand over your own eyes and like can't see me <laughs> yeah there's a there's a little glove in the clemson football book that looks oh, like a monster know, right and you it, it goes through the book and oh, you read scary. it it goes blah 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 that's right no. huh. um yeah but most of these guys on the staff are relatively inexperienced when you look at other major programs this is very much uh not just a uh, a kind of Clemson dudes club. It is a l- some people who are relatively novice, and I that's something Clemson fans have noticed. And it might also be a sto- a, a sticking point in particular because you'd be very sore about this if you'd noticed that the development of skilled players, particularly on offense, had come to a screeching halt over the past three or four years after having a chain of dudes who all get drafted Did in that the line NFL. All do well. Uh, yeah. Might 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 have lined up with uh, the departure of several key assistants. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that so, and the refusal to replenish by any means other than mm-hmm. the stuff that worked ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, extra heat applied there. That's when he starts to go off and say, "Hey, I was the lowest paid guy, and I'm here because yes, I worked my ass off." Lowest paid guy, and I'm here to say he's kind of doing like he's doing T Pain rap. Yeah. It's- in the park the tension between like i don't think Dabo actually maybe he does i shouldn't say that but like the whole expectation versus appreciation thing like i think that that has to just be naivete at best like i don't think you can be a head football coach at a power five program like clemson for this long and have gotten there having seen like what how how things went under his predecessor and what got him out and then be shocked when people are mad that you're four and four and they're not just like if you want a job except he's not really shocked he's just mad if you want a job where you can sort of play up appreciation and say like look at what i have done in the past and appreciate that go into the arts 
go into like you can be a musician and be like look i put out 20 years of great music and it doesn't matter if i put out a great album this year you can still think that i'm awesome and if- coaching doesn't work people are like calling for bill belichick's head in new england and if he can't be appreciated like it's it's such a false it's a false dichotomy is what it is it's the idea that you Ooh. either appreciate me because i'm not you're not stuck with this every year or you, or or you ha- you have unjust expectations. This idea that like you must value me based on what happened in previous years. Okay, you were already paid for those previous years. You, what you were paid for right now is what you were doing this year. The rest of your contract is for future years. If these years are not up to the standard of those old years, then you're not doing your job. It also like. <sighs> I, I can't say this with a, a supreme amount of confidence, but I don't think Clemson fans have been, we need to burn the building down over the last couple of years. Well, we when have we, one here. Let's ask him. Okay, Serber, do you think like Clemson fans have been relatively chill about the last couple of years being quote-unquote down when you're still winning double-digit games, you're just not making it to the playoff, you're still you know, one of the best teams in the ACC, if not the best? Like, Have they handled that in relative stride? Yeah, and that's the fucking problem because the warning signs for what has happened this year have been there and been coming. And just now, that's why I'm somewhat exhausted with this season is because just now I hear everybody saying the shit that all the people that I've been listening, like felt all the problems that Clemson is having on offense right now, Michael Felder has been spelling out for us since 2019. Mm-hmm. He's been telling us what what is wrong, why they, are, why they don't look the same, why it's why they're not winning why they're not going to win the national championship and it and it all and it and it's all come to roost this year and now finally everyone's saying these things and it's like yeah man no shit that's what we were trying to say that like and 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 i think the thing also is no one really wants to me and here i'll say this i'll say this i don't doubt that Dabo is right that he can use his guys to build a successful program because he's done it before. The problem that Dabo is facing right now is that he has to understand that it's not going to work every single fucking time. Like Jeff Scott and Tony Elliott are Clemson guys from the program came in and did an excellent job with the offense. And Jeff Scott, particularly on the recruiting trail, if you look back at all the big recruiting wins for Clemson over their run, a lot of them have to do with either Brent Venables or uh, Jeff Scott And, and Jeff Scott, even working with Brent Venables sometimes. So, the like both of those guys worked out just fine i think the argument now is just that maybe let's accept that tyler grissom and cj spiller whose position groups have seen a drop-off correlate directly with their hiring and replacement of these other guys may may just say that like these might not be the guys Mm -hmm. and i think it's also worth knowing before jeff scott or tony elliott had any position of power within the clemson program as a position coach they spent a lot of time on staff doing other things. They didn't just jump right up into the role, whereas literally C.J. Spiller goes from assistant, graduate assistant, to running back coach right away. Tyler Grissom, graduate assistant to wide receivers coach right away. And then the position group drops off, and we have to hear Dabo saying, well, no, it's just sometimes the players got to do it. Well, like the players continue to not do it, and it's all the players who are not doing it. So at I, at a certain point, I like yes, I blame the players for not pulling it off, but like, man, there's a there's a thread here that's underlying for all of these, and it's that the same guys telling them what to do, and they're all fucking up. And I think yeah. that 
no one has been saying that for the past couple of years. People have been saying, oh, well, you know, just one, and it's the same shit that Dabo's saying this year. One play here or there, and we're undefeated, and we're playing for the playoff. And it's like, yeah, but it's really not one play here or there because the Clemson teams that won national championships and made it to the playoff didn't need just one play to go their way. They had they a, they had they, a they ton of plays in, go their way. Right. They, they beat the shit out of everyone. With Miami and Duke. No. Like they, they were just like, now we beat those teams by 30. Yeah, Clemson would have a rough start to the season, play a few close games, and then the final seven to eight games would just go under the radar of like anyone's opinion, sneak into the top four because they didn't lose and just beat teams by 30 that had zero pulse whatsoever. Right. Right. Well, the rest of the ACC is a little bit better because the transfer portal now exists and it's not a team like everyone's not constantly rebuilding in the coastal division anymore. Like people are getting guys who can come in and play right away and contribute and make teams like Louisville great all of a sudden. Like or or make a team like Georgia Tech have a pulse all of a sudden that couldn't touch anyone and now just be the top 25 North Carolina team. Georgia Tech's a real interesting one to mention because the thing that has given them at least some life uh, in what was supposed to be a dismal season, and one where they are still, by the way, record's not great. They've had some big wins. They've well, had some they horrendous. Four four? They've had some horrendous losses. Right? They're better than they're better than I think most people expected them to be. Mm-hmm. But they got a quarterback. They went and got a quarterback, and yeah. that's something that that Clemson was able to. I think across that like Jeff Scott Tony Elliott period, they papered over a lot of their weaknesses with great quarterback play. They really did, especially like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence did that thing sometimes where you're like, man, their offense looks like ass. Oh, he just ran for 70 yards. That's just something he could do, and he just fixed it. That's That allowed, I think, a lot of maybe the declining quality across the board to yeah. slide because they had that dude at quarterback. The thing I keep coming back to that I think is the biggest loser in, in taking Dabo's side, if that's the thing you want to do, when you say to a fan, you are part of the problem, that's insane to me. Yep. That's such loser bullshit talk because the fans, the only way you can make an argument that the fans are part of the problem is if they're not showing up, if you're not getting the resources that you need, if they are like being incredibly hostile to your players, shit that is not happening at Clemson. Like, Mm-mm. to turn it around, basically what Dabo is telling this this person, what Dabo's telling Tyler is, the problem is that you care too much. <laughs> and that's a crazy fucking thing to say. I think that's such a loser argument and such a bad piece of salesmanship that you just don't have to, you don't have to own goal that. You don't have to say the problem is that you, Clemson fans, want too much. You want this too, Dabo. This is what you this is why you feel justified getting paid eleven point five million dollars, not just because of what you have done, but because you understand that that comes with an expectation for what you will do. And some of y'all listening to this may not be old enough to remember, but if you uh, this was extremely Dabo's shtick in early Clemson days too, before they started winning, he has always reacted like this to adversity we had a we had a three-year running gag on edsbs where we photoshopped a binky into his mouth Mm -hmm. because he was fucking always whining about something and he won he has since experienced the greatest highs of of this of this sport and nowhere near the greatest lows of this sport by the way 
And neither of those experiences appears to have bought him an ounce of grace. So about that grace, there's a point here where I believe he goes from the messaging that Ryan was talking about, the pinpoint accuracy of a case well made for his ability to coach this team and take them places Clemson has never gone before. And it starts shortly after uh, the sensitive point of his hiring and his salary are brought up. And it's about right here where he goes, where he says, am I perfect? No, I'm far from it. Now we're just going to kitchen sink it. Okay. I'm a man of faith. Whatever. Sure. It's got nothing to do with your ability to coach football. I'm 53 years old. Now we're just reading your driver's. Hang on. I'm going to see who else is 53 years old. Keep going. Sure. Now we're just reading your driver's license, right? (laughs) I've been a part of failure many times, but there ain't one thing in my life I've ever failed at. I'm an organ donor. I don't know. I was your orange bowl. I wear corrective lenses. <laughs> oh, holy but shit. But only at night. I am 5'11". Class C license. <laughs> Full disclosure, there is no way I'm 175 pounds at this point in the season. Bloat is real. My license <laughs> expires in six years, but I'm not going to let it get that far. Because <laughs> I've been a part of failure, but I've never failed at anything. Y'all are not going to believe some of these people who are 53 years old. Give me give me your top three. Matt Damon. Okay, sure. Yeah. Also part of failure, crypto baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we bought a zoo. It's, we bought, a, it's more of like, hey, I can't hey, believe easy. these people. It's not so much. Okay. Yeah. It, it's hard to believe Matt Damon is 53, but it also like, if I told you Matt Damon and Christopher Nolan and Andre Agassi were all the same age, would that confuse you? Whoa, that is weird. Um, How about, okay, all the same age. Heather Graham, Simon Pegg, Octavia Spencer. Okay. Sure. Warning no, the, the, yeah, okay. let's check. Ellen Pompeo, mini driver, Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell looks like she's 30, so well, no. Yeah, that's that's okay. like her job. Okay, who else? Okay, here's one. Nick Offerman and Aisha Tyler are the same age. Is it, wait, isn't Ooh. Nick Offerman also the same age as Jared Leto? Yeah, Jared Leto's 50 plus. I haven't gotten down to Jared. Jared Leto, I can't accept that. I watched my so-called life as a okay. child, sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah. But that's the point where Dabo just starts grabbing stuff off the sink right Dabo is the same age as Bobby Cannavale and Bobby Cannavale would never pull this shit I feel so confident he wouldn't that. says that you know I like this by the way the uh there was a there's a bar in Clemson a restaurant and bar that put up on their marquee hey Dabo I got you want to know a rich Dabo person got who's 53 degrees. who I haven't heard from today Mackenzie Scott hmm. go fund a boys club hmm. yeah he got two degrees I did it. There's this recitation of things that I don't understand. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're telling me that. Linus Torvalds is only 53? Don't want to tell you. I've raised three great sons. This has nothing. You're just skidding all over the track at this point. None of it is an answer. Like, to be very clear, none of it is an answer to the express and implied questions inherent in what what Tyler is saying. Like, it's all just... How dare you come to me with this bullshit? And you can say that. You can say, like, I don't have to listen to you. But you do look like an asshole when you do it. Yeah, and there's a word here that pops up, like, 60 times in the span of, like, three paragraphs, and it's I. And that, to me, is the weakest part of it, because Dabo has to sit there as the guy who's supposed to represent the whole program. And at no point has he talked about we or accountability. He's basically saying, I've done all of these wonderful things, and how dare you 
accuse me of failing at any of them. Okay, this actually this actually might be like as an astrological thing because Phil Mickelson, as it turns out, is also fifty three. But Phil Mickelson owns his failures. <laughs> I've been a part of failure. I am a failure. And I've like done a zillion failures. And I'd like you to be a part of it, too. I don't know if too. you can always afford. Yeah, yeah. So what, what Dabo is... So what Dabo is doing when he's listing off these uh, other biological facts, right? Um, mm-hmm. These are things that he is used to espousing as evidence that he is blessed and highly favored. I have this great household. Mm-hmm. Look at all these elements of my life that are in place because I'm doing things the right way. And because he's I'm used to that person. going. To, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm good at my job. Therefore, I'm a good person. I, I have procreated. Therefore, I'm a good person. All of these things are evidence in favor and and like he's used to this shit all hidden and he's used to hearing it about himself he's used to being introduced as a great father husband patriot coach right um so like all of this shit for him all builds to stop telling me i'm not worth what they that big number right because how how could i not be worth that big number i i have uh done all the things all the life things that you're supposed to do Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Desmond Howard is 53. He's on TV talking more than Dabo. I don't hear him talking this shit. Yeah, his playoff picks are wild enough that they might qualify. Um, yeah, that, that's that's the thing that... Sadiq Khan is 53. He's just over there running London. Like I don't, I don't understand. The thing I don't understand about all of this too is, you know, I think for anybody who has spent enough time on the internet, um, I'm sorry, we need to stop and talk about Sadiq Khan's birthplace. Mm. Tooting. Oh, he's from Tooting. Okay. Tooting. Tooting, South Carolina. He has also been praised for promoting tolerance, reducing polluting vehicles in London. This is an amazing Alabama. That's lowering the amount of automotive tooting. This is an that is the point. Yes, this yeah. is an amazing Alabama England. Fred Durst is fifty three. Sorry, this is what we're doing for the rest of the show. I don't. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, fine. I, I've I've reached the peak fifty three year olds amongst uh, against which everyone is compared. Raul Esparza and Audra McDonald. The rest of you need to try harder. Okay. Um. I. 
I don't even think this made Dabo feel better. Is the is the worst part? No. <laughs> oh, definitely not. No, no he's still in. I don't, I don't like, think this was cathartic. No, because like he's now, go look at what he's got to do. That house that his kids begged for and just strangled every living thing he finds in it. His options now are to uh, be the the uh, the the person worthy of appreciation that he is presenting, and like not improve his football program or to uh, to change his ways. There are things he needs to change. We've mentioned several about the roster and uh, his hiring practices and all that. And if he does that, what has he done? He's admitted Tyler from Spartanburg was right. <laughs> those are, neither of those is a fun option. Because uh, that's the other thing here. Tyler's right. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, Tyler's call was deranged, but the, not, not without... But hey. it's, it's also it a sports radio organized. calling show. Yeah. Phone, yeah, phone call. Like they're all deranged in their own way. I just want to yeah, know. By the way, what was the smoke? Sc- like, how did Tyler get this past the call screener? What did he say? Like, I got I a just, question for I got a question for Coach was, about faith. I just want to. I just want to yeah, talk it. to Coach about a, a verse in Proverbs. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think that was probably I'm a, it. I'm a yes, 100. I'm a former troop who wants to talk about a Bible verse. <laughs> Fast <laughs> fucking track directly like, through. Holy mm-hmm. shit! You can have access to his email with that. Yeah. yeah. How dare How dare you speak to a veteran this way, Dabo? Yeah. Come you? on, Dabo. To the troop, no less. On a holiday I, meant to honor our brave men and women overseas. <laughs> Halloween. I think right, like <laughs> let's let's game this out. How would you guys have responded to Tyler? I uh, think you just no sell it, right? Yeah, no sell it. Because here's the thing. He loses cuz he invoked the haters defense. Anytime you go, <laughs> well, you know what? There's a lot of haters in this world. And those haters just want to destroy things. So That's, like, that means they've already won. You already entertained them. Like, isn't the perfect answer I, here just I, do what Saban would do, which is basically either have some fun with it, as he's done, mm-hmm. or say, like, well, we, we have a very high standard here, and we, we, we work very hard you know, to get go back to it. And da, 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 we, da. You know, we're just worried about the last four games of the season. Got a lot yeah, to yeah, play yeah. for, we're, you know, we're, a lot of tough teams left on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Very proud of how Tyler, hard our young men are working passion. in practice to improve, and we, you know, it's it's ultimately it's on me to get it correct. All that bullshit, and nobody would ever even know any you of this You have happened. the producer... You have the producer hang up on Tyler in the background, and then you yep. start talking about how much you appreciate the passion of Tyler and all your great Clemson fans. This is not hard. I see thank, what, thank I know you, what, Holly. I know what, I know what Paul does. Do you want to know Paul? Oh, fine? the trick of having the producer hang up on them yeah, while you're talking. That's so correct. You can't hear him I, just having having out. run enough of these shows, that's I I don't want to throw a producer of this it's show under the bus. It's not 101, but it's 102. Yeah, like I've I've done this for Georgia. I've done this for Mississippi. I've done this for Florida State. I've done this on the big call-in shows, like. Hang up the fucking phone, dude. What are you? Why are you letting this? Like, as soon as he, as soon as the guy mentions Dabo's salary, and you don't drop him, at that point you're just not doing your job. That you're just not doing your job, or well, you're like saboteur on the or, inside, like setting yeah. this up. You're like, all right, yep, this is what you wanted <laughs> that, and we you're have willing two to get Tyler's off the show. here, and one of or them yeah, has the yeah. finger are, on the button. Yeah. <laughs> You two are sick of Dabo's shit. How will you respond? You know like, who that you know who that operator was? The actual producer is bound and gagged in the corner in Florida <laughs> form. And Connor and Connor Stallions is sitting there like destabilize. We're gonna get disrupt. There. We're gonna get there. But like Holly is right. The this is not a this is not the hardest minefield you no. will encounter. And and my main takeaway from this exchange 
is I really don't think Dabo should ever get the Alabama job. That was, thank you. That's exactly no. what I was about to yeah. say. That's what I, I disagree. Like, look, this would never survive. This is a long. very bad season for Clemson. Like the list of coaches who have gone four and four in a season of their recent set is like some guys that either the first or last year of their career or Tommy Bowden, a bunch who, you know why they didn't want Tommy Bowden there anymore. <laughs> and like, I understand that that this may be very stressful for you, but this is the kind of shit you will get at um, weekly. You, there are schools you'll get yelled at for not winning by enough. There are basically listen Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee is going to yell at you this. Tennessee is going to yell at Josh Heupel this week because they didn't wear orange fucking pants. Right. They had a weird uniform. Right. This is this is I think very indicative of the little bubble that a Clemson coach who's successful lives in because because no- he has more than a, it's geography plays a big thing here too there's mm-hmm. not Auburn is close but mm-hmm. all, even Auburn has Alabama kind of right there to keep it in check South Carolina's isolated media plays a huge part in how Dabo plays nationally like kudos to Alabama I know that they are a program who has more than their share of people who will 100% just ask the question Nick wants to hear but Nick has gotten off a number of heaters on the over the years because a lot of people who in that press corps ask pointed questions of Nick. It happens. They don't well, really shy away from it. Volumetrically, there's more Alabama beat yeah. writers. I mean, it's, than there are in South Carolina. I know he does the South NFL Carolina. bit, but it's if you go back, if you go order. back in the logs, Ian Rappaport has some hilarious exchanges with Nick where he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I don't give a fuck, Nick. I answer this question." Nick's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> and like, it's great. That wouldn't fly at Clemson for three minutes. Mm-mm. Like to be clear, we're not saying like coaches shouldn't emote and coaches shouldn't be honest and like coach, you know, no. if if like you're pushed, you can't push back and all that shit. Um, but Dabo went, went way beyond and like, like re- revealed more insecurity than anything else. I think mm-hmm. the other the other way to play this, I think you can have fun with it. You can no sell it. Or you can steer into it and just be like, I'm more frustrated than anyone. I am accustomed to us performing at a certain level. And as the person in charge of it, as the person who is the face and the primary expense uh, outlay for this program, (laughs) like Tyler, if you're, if you think you're mad, imagine how I feel and don't take it out on the fan Mm-hmm. get in the pit with him like it's it's just oh there, man. there are multiple ways I, and I, I'm really glad you said the thing about the Bama thing because that's what I was also building to not in a way of saying that oh this clearly shows that Dabo is unqualified for Bama Dabo has shown us time and again over the entire course of his coaching career that he would be fucking miserable mm-hmm. in Bama. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'm not, I'm not even really concerned at this point about whether he would do the job. He would be deeply unhappy. How? And much, probably not that much richer. I, I haven't thought about this in any detail, but like, how much of both the Clemson backslide and Dabo's sort of like increasing um, friction? publicly how much of that has to do with dan radikovich going to miami and not being there with him at clemson anymore 100 percent, because the last time that he was really threatened at clemson he got saved by the ad's mercy okay i believe that was year three yeah uh where you know they brought him in the office he thought he was gonna get fired and they extended him that was the last time that like the blade hung over his head mm-hmm. right but he knew that athletic director and things were fine things are changing 
these are going to be strangers he's going to be involved with who are going to decide help decide the fate of the program and i think it's pretty clear if you listen to this and to anything else he said in the past two or three years that he is firmly in la tasse bois territory when it comes to what he thinks clemson is he's the program right like go back and look like y'all haven't won anything in 35 years and then i i became Mm. the program like that's this is really what set up we haven't even hit the part that that what i think was the meanest part in there where he compared him to a bowden yeah (laughs) which honestly that would that might have put me i would have been telling you all my prs compared me to tommy bowden i would have dove through the fire that's the only unfair thing he said really it's the only thing that's (laughs) not almost He almost he almost crosses over the line of like, look at all your other precious coaches that I have been better than. He mm-hmm. doesn't come out and say that, but he goes through the list and he's like, he had a Coach bad Ford? year. Coach Ford? This this guy had a bad year. Coach K for some reason. We're talking sure. About. We're thinking. That, Again, no, we're that is a, that is an insight into how he feels about himself. I yeah. think yeah. it's oh, worth noting. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, views yeah. himself in the same light as Coach K. Yeah. I think it's fair for him to view himself in the same light as Frank Howard and Danny Ford. One hundred percent. Frank Howard never even won a national championship right. at Clemson. Um, and Danny Ford's time there, while successful, was marred by scandal. So, um, his so listen, own, I, I he's thought, just playing his own little Petey Pablo game. He off thinks he's Coach yeah. K. He, he thinks, thinks he's, he's Coach he K. Was, right, okay. No, I, I thought he was just grabbing like North Carolina superlatives. He's like, doesn't Bojangles put out a bad meal? Huh? <laughs> We're back to Petey Pablo. Yes. Yeah. 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 You've been to cookout at two in the afternoon. You know what's there. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, would, you know what he should have done? He should have said, "Here are all the South Carolina Gamecock coaches that I am way fucking better than." <laughs> and all like right, so now everyone's now everyone's cheering. Great, that's right. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ryan, you said Clemson backslide. Yep, that's 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 the right term. Um, Spencer, when you mentioned um, the the whole like thirty five years we were nothing until I showed up, that is very much God's anointing fell on this program. Coincidentally, it happened when I showed up. These things are independent events. I, I, I have no control over when God's anointing shows up. Just so happens I'm the guy who uh, who is here along with it. And if I were to leave, would God also leave it? Uh, who's who's to judge? Who's who's to say? If, if, if you don't pay me $11 million a year, the crops won't come in. Right. Yeah. Yes. Nothing about this dialogue. Nothing about this dialogue uh, or this monologue confirms anything but this for me, that he's a dead ender. He's never coaching anywhere else. He thinks he's <laughs> but, the program. But he, but, but he also wants. He also is very clear. He's like, I'll, I'll leave. I'll I don't. Leave. I think I agree that it feels very empty. But I think there is an element of like, again, going back to the I part of it. It's like you can put me anywhere, and I will do this shit again. And that is so not true. And oh my god. I, I think like the number of coaches for whom that has been true is breathtakingly small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like one hand. I mean, what? Yeah, I, I can I can name them. Nick, right? Saban did it. That's someone did it. Urban Meyer did it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Finite. All right. And, and uh, note the level. I, I will of, say the only note the level of second job we're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Name like, a guy like like honestly, and name people who have even been good at two schools. Howard like, really good has been good at two schools. But, and then he, and then he flamed out at Oklahoma. Yeah, he did. Bear Bryant was fine. <laughs> I think yeah, that's pretty you have good. to go that's real high up on the tree. Like, right? like Brian Kelly might be. Brian Kelly's well, been good at two let's schools. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah, uh, he's been good. We can okay. say good. Sure. Yeah, that's sure. fair. He's Cincinnati's been good. I mean, one of the teams. He's oh, okay. been we're not, historically we're not okay. uh, historically uh, adequate to above average at two different schools. Sure. Sure. Mm. Sure. It's yeah. 
it's um, it's Nick, Nick Saban and Urban Meyer the only two, right? Pete, Pete Carroll at really, the yeah. Pete Carroll at the University of Seahawks. Pete. Recent yeah. champions, is that what <laughs> yeah, you're saying? If we count that. Yeah. Okay, Chip. We got it. We got. But even not. I don't yeah. think so. Not no. even touching the. Yeah, I mean that's just like, Mac. I was, honestly, just, I was Mac. just thinking of like. Okay, Matt. I was thinking Mac. Chip is in marquee job to marquee job. Mac to me is the Tulane best. Compa- in Texas? Mac to me is like. What, Mac? His first, his <laughs> first stint at Carolina was. Yeah, his first stint at Carolina it wasn't, was real good. It, it was really good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't like, incredible. It's not, what, no, but he has not a, what Dabo's getting but, at. But he has a title. He has a title, and sure. he's been good at yeah. two schools. So. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Yeah. And that run, that Texas run, th- that feels closest to Clemson's run to mm-hmm. me. Like, Texas is right there for a second title they're like real close you know they didn't quite hit on quarterbacks quite the same way clemson did i think clemson was better overall but that's the run like if you had to slot it like i'd put clemson right there and then underneath it is but, like, uh, Mac, but like Texas. <sighs> Mac brown is very much the same like talking about sort of like kind of whiny and loves to sort of <laughs> trot out some bullshit about why it's not like this feels this feels very mac brown I and i think we will I, I think it is more likely <laughs> that we will look back on Dabo as a like uh, luxury version of mac brown where we'll say like <laughs> achieved more Ooh. did better <laughs> But ultimately, like, w- sort of fell into that category of, like, what if Mac Brown had won another title? <laughs> I just see, like, an 80s luxury car when so you say like, the luxury Mac. Right. The luxury Mac you know Brown. How the white be, like, ma- you know how there will be, like, manufacturers that they're, like, they make the same car, but this one's the Mercury. Yeah, super like, nicer. Yeah. One, Store of those, brand. one of those yeah. vans that has the yes. velvet drapes and the VCR. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This, yeah. Is, this is an old, this is the yes. Oldsmobile. Did you know Trader Joe's sells Dabo Swinney as Mac Brown? Yeah, you could, but you know, you can just get Dabo Swinney at Aldi. We have Dabo at Dented all. Dabo. It's the same. Dabo. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, ultimately, it's so stupid anyway because it's just like nobody's going to care as long as you get good again. Like, in the same way that like people don't appreciate what you've already done. If you turn around and fix it within two years, nobody's going to care about the four loss season. Nobody's going to give a single shit about it. Yeah. It's not going to be a four loss season, though. Okay. <laughs> as of today, it's a four loss season. Four, four, four plus. I, yeah, that's the other thing is I, I think Dabo is somehow underselling exactly how bad this year has been. And I think that's a really big mistake, frankly. Like, mm-hmm. it's so bad that uh, the long-term concerns are um, extremely obvious. Even, I mean, I, it, maybe it's maybe it's that. Maybe it's just, like, it's been an extremely, uh, like, their fumble luck has been terrible. They've been weirdly bad in the red zone. You know, like, there, there are things you can point to to say maybe these things do not repeat. But at the very least... I think you sort of have to, when you answer this question, you have to step back and say like, yeah, this is the first season where we, even in the like most analytically oriented perspective, we're playing like a barely top 25 team. And that's not what people have come to expect. Like we are playing like the teams that are beating us. We're playing like rebuilding Miami and perpetually eight win NC state. Like, that's what that's what we look like, and that's not what people have come so to expect I, I or th- appreciate about Clemson. I do think Dabo should have shat on NC State. That would have probably 
that would have yeah. been a good listen, idea. Listen, listen. Dave Doran's ready to fight. I don't Dave think Doran's that's the move. Dave Doran's listening. Let's get some action. Yeah, Dave Dave Doran's sitting there like Dave Doran's sitting there like the Stasi, right? Like he's got all the phones <laughs> tapped. Dave Doran is the one who took out the producer. Dave, That's right. Dave Doran's in the like, booth. Let him talk. Let him talk. Say your piece, um, Tyler. Say your piece. <laughs> then I'll give you I'll just, give you t- two just, pieces. It's so much money to just take a little bit of shit from people. It is. Like that's what. It, like, do, do you cut? Do you, you come around? Have like, to fully listen. Have you ever say, hey, seen? Have you ever follow. seen somebody be really mean to like a server at a restaurant or a cashier somewhere? Like, they got to do that shit for no money. You got to take one mean phone call for eleven million dollars. Fuck off. And it wasn't even mean. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. That's what the money's for here. Yes. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that's what the money's for. You know, that's what, honestly, man, that's, again, this is what, this is why Nick, Nick plays it great. Cause he's like, oh, I don't know. Just, I still get paid. I mean, Spencer, I, like, I, like I, that, I think, that scene I think literally I, is like the appreciation is the money. That is, that is the actual yeah. madman scene, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, so what, and I, I think Jason is right. Ultimately that like so much of Dabo's sense of worth, not financial, but personal and emotional is caught up in how much he's paid, that he's on this sort of pedestal, how much he's accomplished, that for people, when people attack it, it, he can't detach it from like, yeah, $11 million is a lot of money to go for and for. That's true. That's a very good point. He, it becomes like intensely personal and it has to become like, I'm a good dad. Mm-hmm. It, th- this was the same. This was when Mike Gundy went off the rails. Remember? Like when Mike, but Gundy, that was because he was defending a player. Well, right. There was at least a better motivation for that. But what happens is you start grabbing everything because you <laughs> right. hit a point of insecurity yes. so deep sure. that at one point you have to remind people of your basic status, right? Like, yeah, I'm 53. I drive I'm a standing Dodge. here on Earth. I drive a Dodge Stratus. I drive it. Yeah, you just have to like start <laughs> ten fingers and ten toes, just like yes. everybody. Right. Else. You have to Seven do it on a... my left foot, three on my right. Oh, what the a... fifth grade spelling bee, and it was hard. Yeah, exactly, right? I've never failed! (laughs) Yeah, well, I was at your first Orange Bowl. That's not entirely true. (laughs) I was a part of that failure. But I never failed. What does that mean? So, yeah, that that means everyone around me failed. The, The Titanic sank, not me! Yeah, and this is, this is, by the way, like, this is... This is the longest cold open we've ever done. Just swim, swim, swim. I'm succeeding. (laughs) I found a nice piece of wreckage. I'm 53 on this wreckage right now. I pushed a man off a door. Yeah, if someone is going 500, if it like, God damn, you know, like the thing. Jack was weighing down the raft. The great joy of not dying and aging should be in. I don't care. It should be like I did. Like it should be. That should be the consolation for you. Getting eleven million dollars a year and living past the age of fifty, you should be pretty good, even if you're going through a bad time at work. That's not what this sounds like. I mean, Dabo also doesn't want to coach at the school that feels the way he wants Clemson fans to feel. Like uh, Kentucky is an example we use, and I don't think we're going to piss Kentucky fans off by saying this, but part of why Mark Stoops has such a good job is that the expectations are super achievable and super normal. And it's not because Kentucky fans don't care about football. It's because basketball is where they put all their crazy. 
Mm-hmm. And and Dabo doesn't want to go like if you said okay Dabo you can go have the Kentucky job right now with the the exact same expectations that come with it and the salary that comes with it he wouldn't take it like these guys are all achievement monsters and like must push yourself and strive for greatness in everything but then get mad when that attitude is reflected by the environment that they have created and that's insane. Like either you can't say like I love work life balance, but god damn it, I'm gonna crush life every goddamn day. <laughs> yeah, it like it ultimately. I painted is... many models. <laughs> <laughs> I've I have been pressed two hundred and seventy five pounds. They said I couldn't pounds. have any orcs. I have dozens. <laughs> I have many. I walk 10,000 steps a day on average. I, I would have liked this rant so much better if there had been a two-minute interlude on the D&D character Dabo created 20 years ago and how he's nurtured this druid over the years and learned so many spells and gone mm-hmm. on so many adventures. I roll a cleric <laughs> clad in only the most exotic leathers. <laughs> Probably paladin. but Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah he would be a paladin. That's right. Yeah. Vermin. Yeah, yeah, so is that too Furman? That is a good question. Furman, number two in the FCS rankings, by the way. Furman, that's right, Furman that's, higher than, Cle- that's mm. higher than Clemson. That's higher than Clemson. Best team in South Carolina. <laughs> they wear purple. That's, that's best again. Pur- best purple that's, team that's, in South Carolina. Best purple team. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't get it. I, I, just, I don't get it. Why do you, like, of all the, like, the last point, why you want to stick out like a sore thumb in a year like this? Unless you think you're the program, you just keep it institutional, buddy. Just be like, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna reboot." Also, one other thing. Yeah, just Sorry. be like Shane Beamer. Just kick some shit and break your foot. <laughs> like that's shit. super relatable. <laughs> that is so. Re- that's yeah. When someone asks how you're doing, he you're lost, like, he "Shit, lost buddy." Zero cachet for doing right. that. Yeah, we're getting our ass beat. Because everybody has, everybody <laughs> has fucking been there. I think Shane Beamer is. Like one way, and he's a fit in for that program is that he is like a guy who's being overwhelmed in a bar fight mid scene. You know when they like they wind up on a table and they see a beer that nobody's drinking and they go, "Well, I'm about to get punched again. Might as well take a sip." <laughs> right? Like the little comic. That's right. that's Shane Beamer at South Carolina. I forget if we said it on the um, after dark or, or beforehand or whatever, but like Shane Beamer, the way he talks about his program is like it's so hard here. We're all trying really hard. <laughs> I like my players. My players are doing their best. He says all that great shit, all that great vibe shit that, like, honestly, man, if you're not going to win a national title, I'd rather have that shit than, than go 10-2. and two. Mm. Certainly more than 4-4. Four and four. It's like, our pets' heads are falling off. I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. I, he's so like, I'm, heck I'm, of an joking, opponent. But, I'm joking, but Jason's right. Well, that's what, well, ironically, that's one of real humility. That's one of real humility. Like, mm. that's, I think, what was the most relatable. You also, yeah, you, you come off, uh, I don't think humility is that important personally, but you come yeah. off like a person. Yeah, not Well, when, you're, who, when not your entire brand is based around, uh, I, I am, a, you know, I, I am a devout man of faith or whatever you said, the humility mm. standard for you is higher. Yeah, it's I. I you're the one who set that bar. Christian bootstrap, bootstraps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the one who asked for that standard. Yeah, let me speak for the minority here. Uh, when somebody says uh, minority of Americans, I guess when you say I'm a man of faith, I'm like, eh. eh. <laughs> what does that like? That what is that supposed to do for me? Right? Like, is that yeah, supposed was, to tell me yeah, anything I, good or bad about you? That is value neutral. I'm an HBO say, Max subscriber. Okay. I drive I like a blue car. Easy. 
I like that it's used here as kind of a replacement for no offense, but like it's like <laughs> right. I'll say I'm a man of faith, and you're say you'll say you're a man of faith, and therefore everything is theoretically ratcheted down a notch. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do fully su- Now I'm a man of faith, but your cooking fucking sucks, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. No offense. It's and no offense, a, right? It's like, and there's hey, a no offense, but. Hit by Nick Castellanos. <laughs> <laughs> we need to splice that into the Dabo right? <laughs> I'm a man yes. of faith, but all your kids smell like swamp ass. <laughs> no, it's not but, it's and. and. Hey, listen, I, I'm a man of faith, but and. all your kids smell like swamp ass. That's using the faith to bolster the argument. He's yeah. using the wrong conjunction here. Yeah. But like it should have all been the last, the last, next last sentence, which is you ain't got to talk to me like I'm 12 years old. That's fine. That's fine. That's the most acceptable sentiment in all of this. Just to be like, yeah, man, I don't have to do this. Jesus. Should yeah. be. Um, By the way, uh, la- la- last four, last four games. I do want to mention their last four oh, games God, because yeah. they're funnier to mention now after we've talked about this. Okay. Do their you, last do you four. Want to do the welcome first. Welcome <laughs> to the Shutdown Fullcast here an hour and ten minutes in. All right. This episode is brought to you by Coors Light. Coors Light. <laughs> the previous hour was also brought to you by Coors Light. Dabo, maybe crack a couple. Dabo, if you're allowed to chill, this is the way to do it. I drink beer. You need I to chill. I weigh 180 Tyler, pounds. Tyler's the one need to chill. Tyler, is your can blue? Devo and Tyler maybe crack a few together as men of faith. (gasps) Yeah. We could have a little summit. I own a Blackstone Grill and I've used it three times. (laughs) I make omelets. (laughs) I played Mass Effect 1, but not 2. Was I horny for the aliens? Mind your own business. That's the point of the game. Why wouldn't I be? This is making Davo strangely likable. I know. He's just getting more like... See, this is what he should have talked about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, he should, like, gone full Kenny, he should have gone full Kenny Powers. should have been like, I got two jet skis. Tyler, <laughs> yeah, do you even have one? <laughs> you're so fucking, fucking close. You're so goddamn He's so poor, close Tyler. to doing that. <laughs> like he says, I'm sure you're good at your job. If you have one. Right, he doesn't say if you have one, right. but it's very much implied. Tyler, I used to share a bed with my yeah. mom, and I'd happily share a bed with yours. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, I'm going to Shaboom. <laughs> Place, he's so way. close. He's so close to taking that road, and it would have been better than what he did. Dabo, we're just we're just humble shepherds over here, showing you paths. Yeah, and I, I hope you take this this uh, these pieces of advice in the spirit in which they were intended. I go to Universal Studios for lunch. I don't even go on the rides. <laughs> 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 um, the last four games. In front seat of my car, a whole wheel well is full of butterbeer cups. <laughs> I bought out a whole fucking food lion. I don't even like it. I threw it all away. <laughs> I gave it all to Aldi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's not slander. That's why they like call that. me Dented Dabo. <laughs> um, I bet you so shop at Ingles. Games. <laughs> Speaking I, of cans, I'd like to dent. How is your mom? <laughs> oh, 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 holy shit! Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Congrats to the new Clemson head coach, Holly Anderson. <laughs> When's Wanda from Spartanburg yeah, calling him? has got to call you daddy. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this now sets up a scenario where I would hear the Clemson head football coach hit Wanda up and go, like, hey, it's Wanda from Spartanburg. And Holly would be like, what up, bitch? How you doing? I would so love. I love Wanda. Yeah. Um, 
So their last four games a month ago seemed far more winnable than they do at the moment. <laughs> I mean, the, fir- um, the first eight did. So, too, so. Yeah, yeah. I kept because I kept saying like, well, you know, because I thought oh, the weekend without looking, I was like, I thought I remember what they were. I'll, I'll look that up this week. Um, that's uh, first of all, Notre Dame comes to town. <laughs> that's uh, it's, best two lost wait, team in the country, a- Notre Dame. Uh, and what sexy is- Notre Dame, Sam Hartman. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, vastly hotter Dude, than Clemson. They're they're listening. Yeah, the Notre Dame's PR staff is listening, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. There's also that thing where people are going to be like, "All right, Notre Dame, fight for the rest of us," and Notre Dame's going to be like, "Oh, I pooped my pants." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame's like, historically, how has that worked out? <laughs> oh, too much gluten. Oh, oh. oh that dragon yeah. was scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't depend on that. That to me is still very much in game. This feels like one of those November surprises where you go, so we've decided this number 12 ranked team is in fact good <laughs> because they beat Pitt. And uh, not just because they beat Pitt, but uh, they've improved. But I don't know. USC, so. Yeah, which as data points are God, both. Pat Narduzzi would be an amazing USC coach. That's for another show. Keep going. <laughs> He'd be I'm incredible. Sorry. Yeah, if we if we score thirty one points, Pat we've done Narduzzi something wrong. With access to unlimited antiquity metaphors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuck. Let me take you deep into the wilderness with the other with the second game remaining on their schedule on November eleventh. They host Georgia Tech. That is good even fucking week. luck. Even That's week. A, yep, Georgia even Tech. week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, y'all. Y'all want to go? No. Possibly. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, then November eighteenth. Oh God, we were we were just talking about how the mirror image, the older you mirror image was, of this you man. Said it was going to get weird, and here we go. Yep, UNC Clemson. Whoop, 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 that the, the all three of these games are at Clemson. However, they all involve Clemson. So yeah, that's the, that's the only one I feel like we're going to win. I think that's fair. I feel I feel good about you on that one. The other yeah. two are very dangerous, and then. The game where I think you can throw out the records because they probably deserve to be thrown out for this year, at least anyway. Clemson, South Carolina. Um, South Don't throw bad. the records out. Throw them at an opposing fan as hard yeah. as you can. Throw them at Tyler. <laughs> See if he's got records. He probably still does, broke ass. Doesn't even have a CD-ROM in his house like Damn. I do. Damn, I got exquisite CD-ROMs. I'm surrounded Six by Six changers, Tyler. In Carta, bitch. I bet your dumbass. I bet Holy your dumbass damn. is opening your your every, folder, every changing time I CDs pull up drive Fucking stoplight. I hop out and I walk around to my trunk and I rifle through my many Hillsong CDs <laughs> to select which six, no twelve, I would That's most right. like to listen to. That's right. Dabo's got like one bad rap album he listens to, right? I got Jeremy Camp back oh, there. It's Eminem. Mm-hmm. You think? Oh, lose no. yourself. You think he just listens that's, to lose uh, yourself? That's Christian rapper Eminem. Yes. So that's yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. KJ five two is is that is that rapper? Seven of you know what I'm talking about. I love you all. It's <laughs> really good. Vomit on a sweater vest. Um. Yeah. There's what I'm saying is that there is. I will accept any record across these last four games if you tell me that that's what they're going to do. I have no goddamn clue given how inconsistent they've been anything any combination of uh oh and four to four and oh could happen across these last four games the, the for problem is i think with the exception of notre dame i think you can beat notre dame close and that will be enough to sort of be like okay this is a positive step forward the other three teams 
if you win, but you win like, oh, we beat them by four, and they threw a pick in the end zone at the end of the game. Like, it doesn't feel like that really advances the, like, things are improving narrative, that things are getting turned around. There is – the value here is is so upside down that really I think what – like – I think what you want to see if you're a Clemson fan is stomp one of these teams, preferably stomp South Carolina. If you can beat, if you can get to the end of the year, you can beat South Carolina by 30 points. Like that's going to make a lot of things easier for some people. It's why we hired your broke ass in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Beats Furry. I think like if you end up, say you end up nine and four and it's like, wow, wow. They really pulled through, you know? The the lingering memory of this tantrum and the like stubbornness it evinced is still gonna make that feel a little bit empty. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. potentially, like unless it, unless Dabo gets mayonnaise dumped on his head at the Mayo Bowl. Okay, Ooh. okay. Which this is the first time Clemson's been potent. Like, and they have they have a ways to go before they're mid, but to get to that like <laughs> upper upper mid section of the ACC to go to that because bo- it's they've all it's always going to be it's always been orange peach or you know what's now the pop-tart bowl was the yeah. cheese it bowl yeah. was kind of where they were in play for but now that they've dropped more to the middle of the pack it's there's more likelihood of the mayo bowl especially with the geography of that matchup I so- bet you're a Hellman's man Tyler oh oh Whew. oh that's hate so what if Dabo had Ryan, just said like too, too far man I just I just want to experience more of uh, the ACC's bowl lineup. That's why we're doing this. What yeah. if you just said that? I I do have a bit of good news. Does anybody know who Clemson opens next season against? Yep. Server, share with the class. Go dogs! Sick em. <laughs> ho, 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 oh, ho. oh. sorry, you doing that again? Good news for home. Oh right. no. Yep. At the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, Superdome. Oh, the chicken yeah. flay game. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but well. but Cle- Clemson's schedule after that, complete ass for the rest of the year. Like, they, the home cool. slate is not great um, if you're wanting to go to a home game next year. But the schedule, really not. Like, they've dodged most of the bullets uh, in the ACC. So they don't have to play, cool. like, figuratively. Uh, Stanford and... They do have to they, play Stanford, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, right. They yeah, host they do have Stanford. Stanford. They host Stanford. They don't have to play. But Cal. like, yeah, yeah. They yeah. play Stanford and SMU next year, I think. Uh, sure. So not S- not SMU. Is it not Stanford SMU? Is. That might have been uh, Cal. Duck and SMU. So I'm just easy schedule, apparent upturn, uh, corrections made in the off season. That means I'm booking Garrett Riley leaves and one of Dabo's kids appointed QB coach. Got it. Just putting that on the record. That always uh, they, goes well. Second game is App State. <laughs> the second oh, game is wow. App State, who Never will probably be better next year. Two really great that ideas. That could be 0-2. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, real quick, speaking of um, sons, <laughs> let's uh, let's 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 briefly pay tribute to Brian Ferentz, who um, is on his, oh! way, on his way out as Iowa offensive coordinator. Um, to get to get fired after the least ugly week Iowa's <laughs> had on offense is just. I, I, I think cool. Robbie Callen had the best point, which is like, as soon as the 29.5 under hit for the Northwestern game, they were like, okay, fuck mm-hmm. this. <laughs> but they were like, <laughs> the line must be drawn. They here. were like, we got to let him enjoy this one. He, you know, 
he's done he's done all this sowing to earn this 29.5 point total it's time to well not reap but chris chris vanini pointed this out as well and i can't think of one when since when do coordinators get to coach out the season when they get fired in the middle like that shit never happens he's really bad we're signing up for Exactly this many more installments of badness. Especially, We've already bought them. We might as well use them. Uh, it's like a Columbia House thing. You can cancel, but mm-hmm. it takes like eight weeks to take process. Woo, that yeah. chicken's bad. Or well, we better eat all of it. If you're not 18, the contract's not binding. Are we sure he's over 18? Mm. It's very old-looking 16. That could be. Well, con- congratulations to Iowa fans. Now you have the specter of Kirk Ferentz having to hire a new offensive coordinator which it's me i'm doing it <laughs> oh god it could be any of us it could be any of us i meant oh kirk god. was taking the job himself yeah 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 god, imagine the horror if he's one just of your like phones ring right now well mm-hmm. i've decided um i'm gonna handle play calling i think like, the problem is i've been delegated too much over the last few <laughs> years i just need to get my hands on this just devote all my attention to that side of the ball can you imagine Dabo has an open invitation to call plays here <laughs> iowa <laughs> He'd line up in four wide to start, and they'd be like, oh, no, 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 brother. No, no. Gotcha. Yeah. One, one personnel? No, sir. Get that shit out of here. Yeah. Then Now they have to do this because remember the last time they did this, it was the people who have been coordinators at Iowa include such luminary names as Kent O'Keefe and, uh, and Greg Davis. Yeah. Greg Davis, who... Remember Greg, like the the taste that we're going for here, uh, Greg Davis, when Chris Sims went to the NFL, they were like, how would you read this? And Chris Sims said, well, this play, you really want to throw the running back first. And they were like, okay, what about this play? And they're like, well, the first read is the running back. (laughs) And then they're like, what about this play? And they go, you'll never believe it. The running back is the first read. It's the exact reverse of pretty much every major passing read ever, and that's the way that Kirk Ferentz was like, that fucker, I'm hiring him. He, he, he gets it. <laughs> this um, <clears throat> Mentioning those Iowa OCs just makes me realize that, like, ever since that, like, 02 to 04 run when Iowa had good offenses, like the Brad Banks years, since then, mm-hmm. like, Iowa fans have been sick of this shit for, like, so long. 16 years, something like that. <laughs> I hope I they get something to good, accept, man. I hope they. <laughs> I refuse to accept the idea that scoring like ten points more, <laughs> that scoring like twenty-eight points a game would completely disrupt the delicate ecosystem of <laughs> Iowa winning eight games a year. Right? That they'd be like, no, 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 that upsets the whole thing. This is very much an old guy who's like, don't touch the ferns on my desk. <laughs> the, they help me think. Like that's it's, uh, scoring twenty eight a game would bring them up to sixty eighth in the country, tied with the Florida Gators. Yeah, baby. So, by the way, one of the re- one of the nominees that the internet really liked in terms of potential offensive coordinators who were just as bad as Brian Ferentz, John Donovan, former Penn State and Washington offensive coordinator, aka the Kiss of Death, uh, John Donovan, who is now an offensive analyst. Where? That's right. The University of Florida. Well, so is I everyone. Mean, they have like 15. It's fine. That's true. Are we going to talk about our sweet Connor? It's <laughs> time for this week <sighs> and espionage. I think you mean, I think you mean Agent 4. <laughs> Agent 4. Agent 4, your mission if you so accept it. Shit, man. After, <laughs> after intercepting the signals of every major power Code name, in the Fan Big Order. Ten. 
codename Fan Arbor. Uh, Agent 4, if you accept it, your mission is to infiltrate the facility at Central Michigan. Actually, it was at Michigan State. Uh, and to appear on the sidelines wearing a Central Michigan shirt and a goatee. Right behind their coaching staff. On TV. Like you are at GD Fantasy Camp. <laughs> this, y'all, this guy's a bunny boiler. Yeah. Do you think anyone asked him to do this? It's so stupid that if they did, that person needs to be fired too. Immediately. Is it possible he's just doing, he was just doing this just to see if he could? Like at some point, does this become that thing from Heat where it's like the action is the juice? If it were not for the presence. (laughs) Yes. If it were not for the presence of the 500 page manifesto, 600. Jason, you wrote a book. Yeah, it's about. Would you, do it's, it just uh, for, would you do it for a gas? <laughs> it's about half that size. So my God, <laughs> yeah, two, that's two a big of those Google Doc. Just for funsies. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. What was he writing that thing on? I need to know. I think it was a Google that's Doc. Chug. Yeah. Oh, his Jeez, com- man, the the, the machine me. he used. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with uh, Victoria Zeller, who said, like, oh, oh, so men can't celebrate Halloween now. <laughs> That's true. A man can't just put on a Central Michigan uniform and stand around. Fire up chips. I just, if I were going to commit some sort of football espionage, I would not do it with so many television cameras involved. Because now it feels like <laughs> Connor Stallions has opened, like, the level of sleuthery that is going on for people to be like, let's go back. Like, he's fucking Michigan Waldo. Let's find him in every college football <laughs> game of the last two years. The Forrest Gump of Michigan. Yeah. It, um, yeah. My favorite part of it is Michigan fans online are reminding everyone that they are the best at, like, MS Paint Zapruder-ing. We haven't seen mm-hmm. it since the spot the game. Spot. 2016 yes. Ohio <laughs> State, after which, like... Everything on the on college football internet was like uh, zoom weirdly zoomed in and cropped and had all sorts of lines drawn on it. We're the curvature of the earth this, suggests right. that yes. actually, yeah, this yes. is not a joke. I genuinely forget what is our position on whether this spot was good. Spot, uh, this spot was good. It was. Was good. it good? Okay, it thank you. Was good. I don't it even remember what side that puts us on. Uh, it puts us on the Ohio State. Unfortunately, it oh, that does feel bad. Yeah. You can't you can't ever just be confident that this thing is done, which is delightful. Nope. <laughs> he's out there some you can't prove a negative. You can't prove he's not there. Like how do you know Connor Sounds isn't in your house right now? Watching <laughs> you poop. You can't know that. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> he painted himself to look like a toilet. Uh, I have I have read Michigan fans saying that his earlobes were wrong in the photo mm-hmm. and that oh couldn't possibly God. be him. Yeah. Yes. There there was like um Every every part of his face, uh, you can find a Michigan fan online saying, "Uh, this that's this other guy." Because look at this um, uh, cheekbone or Adam's apple or whatever. Well, it, it, it's also the fun thing where where Michigan fans are doing the the two argument thing, where it's like, "There is no way this was Connor Stallions." Here is here is a uh, a, a bunch of proof. And therefore, and also, <laughs> we had no idea. We didn't tell him to do any of this shit. Not only did he, he not do it, it's not my fault. <laughs> There's, let me just counter the argument with one man couldn't have done all of this. Take A. 
KK is pretty much refutes all of this. One man can do all of mm-hmm. that. Okay. In terms of, of spree, it can happen. This is my favorite thing when people go completely off the deep end to excuse something pretty mundane, which is that this dude was fucking nuts. Like absolutely nuts. I my my only regret is that Connor Science doesn't look exactly like Roger Sherman. So that oh, as man. Roger is going around <laughs> stadiums now, everybody be like, holy shit! He's unrepentant. He's scouting NAIA Dynasty <laughs> Northwestern, the other Northwestern. <laughs> this criminal yeah, knows no limits. The, the game, the game has no fences. It's everywhere, man. You just got to keep it, keep it going. It's uh... there are no bad ideas. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. That's a good attitude. <laughs> yeah, there are no bad Dabo, ideas. That's what you say next time. All right. Next right. time Tyler hits you up, say, "Oh, thank you, thank you, Tyler." We got a program. Some guys got got dang old Connor Scallions out there. Uh, they <laughs> we got just we got we got Tyler. That's who we got. I just Connor, if you're listening to this, you got to know your worth. For fifty five grand a year, I'm not spending an off day sneaking into a Central Michigan Michigan State game. I'm just not doing it. Like you got to you got to at least get me up to eighty for that. That's that's just not. Uh, this is this is LinkedIn-ing too hard. So I can learn the secrets. So which I like. So I could learn the secrets of Jim McElwain. <laughs> so I could. So I could find a way for Michigan to defeat Michigan State. Thank yeah. God. It, 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 it's you, pretty thank obvious. God you saved us. Yeah. It might have been forty-eight to nothing. The best part is I know a number of Michigan fans who would have done this if that was a requirement for beating Michigan State. <laughs> Some people, some people with otherwise successful professional lives who have achieved a lot, who would have dressed up in a Central Michigan shirt to try to get Michigan State's, they would have done it. I hope the NCAA comes down and is like, we're issuing a ten-year show cause for Connor Stallions, and to to be to become a part of a college football program again, he has to show us a second hobby. We don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. We don't care if it's particularly oh, useful or interesting. Ooh. He just has to develop a second interest. It can't all be Michigan football. Does every you have coach, to find something is else. That a, is that a test for every coach has to pass? Because we're, we're, we're going to have a lot of open jobs. <laughs> on, the, on the bright side, imagine what a nightmare they would all be at adult kickball. This is where we form our hobby consultancy. That's it. Yeah. Okay. When they were when they do this, we form the like. They're like, I got to lie and say I have another like hobby, and we're like, Gus Malzahn, have you ever considered orienteering? Disc golf. Yeah. Oh, have you ever okay. considered disc golf? Dancing. I love we, we puzzling. Know we know he's a dancer. That's Gus it. Has, have you, Gus has a hobby. Confirmed. Fl- flamenco it's like is in my hips. Alibi. <laughs> Hi, I'm yeah. Chip Kelly, and I'm here to talk to you about mixology. <laughs> <laughs> Chipsology. <laughs> I'm PJ Fleck and I love blues harmonica. Oh, that one might no. be true. Man, he just bit clean through it. It was crazy. Can you imagine that dude on a harmonica? Imagine. PJ, don't chew it. Fresh metal harmonica. I just thought about the cringe that I would experience if PJ Fleck got up on stage at a bar I was at and was like, I'd like to explain my passion for the harmonica. Like, I actually, in my head, made the, ah! <laughs> like, run out of the bar. I'd have to film it to keep from dying of cringe. Yeah, this is... 
Connor Stallions is a very valuable lesson in like you got to have multiple things going on in your life. Mm-hmm. You can't find yourself stooping to this level of nonsense because you just didn't have a friend to go hang out with. Like uh, even Jim Harbaugh. We say Jim Harbaugh is all ball. No. You know what Jim Harbaugh... It's weird to say this is bluggers. Yeah. You know what Jim Harbaugh was also about? Being the cool guy. The Pope. That's right. Cool jock. Uh, right? Jim Harbaugh's secondary interest is the Pope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he likes, and that's he at least something. He likes burgers. The, he likes pretending to know mm-hmm. rappers. He likes pretending to know the yep. Pope. Likes being a cool jock. If Jim Harbaugh could have a burger with the Pope, that oh, would be the man. best day ever for him. And, and Migos, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also taking taking the kids to a monument of some sort, right? Sure. Like that's another mm-hmm. like he is the dad who's like world's largest ball of twine. Pull over. World like, War Two stuff happened oh, no. at the world's largest ball of twine. Let's have like, a burger. Yeah. Steve, at least Steve Spurrier was very upfront. He's like, I'm going golfing. Fuck recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> I like St- Spurrier would imply that people were losers if they worked too hard. He's like, what? You still in the office? Fucking loser. This is this is all. Yes, this is all like you remember when we used to get those like glowing profiles of John Gruden in the NFL would be like he sleeps on his floor and he just eats whatever he finds there because he can't possibly stop grinding tape. And now it, and cut to a few years later, you're like, oh, John Gruden's a real fucked up dude. Mm-hmm. It's like. This this is the fault of all of those profiles who convinced who convinced a certain type of person like if I just if I just find a way to make my lungs breathe football instead of air I will ascend <laughs> to a level unknown. They haven't stopped. Mike McDaniel, like Mike McDaniel, like you know the cool coach, yeah. right? Like hey, I'm I'm the guy who's uh, you know I'm the millennial coach. Uh, the preview that I saw. Which was, you know, like the, the element that was, you know, an actual story. You go, okay, well, you know, he had an alcohol problem and he got sober and he did a lot of work to make that happen. And good job. Congratulations. But guess when he was showing up at work? He was showing up at work at like 3.15. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 3.15. So you're like, this is all very commendable. And that shit hasn't changed at all. Meanwhile, Spurrier was like, I don't know. It's 3.30. We've already we got a game plan. Okay. <laughs> well. Seems like what seems do you like mean the course game is, kicks in thirty minutes. The course is a calling. <laughs> Get my putting green out. 